he wants to be famous also. We're not speciest here. Wow, I managed to get that out without really fumbling over that word. I can never say that word, speciesist. Oh, I did it. Yeah, see? Maybe it's because we're a little tired. We have to focus more. I think we're recording. Look Mm -hmm. for the shit-eating grin. We are. (laughs) The shit-eating grin. Yeah. Cool. All right. uh... Hello. Hello. And welcome to the V-Spot. It's a vegan podcast. Mostly. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, mostly. It's It's some vegan. I think it's open to interpretation. Some bullshit. Yeah. Some anger. Some tired. Some cats. A lot of tired. Some animals. A lot of cats. A lot of snacks. Ooh, snacks. Yeah. Um, cool. Speaking of cats. That's my name. That is your name. <laughs> is that what you were getting Yeah. At? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. You like that? Yeah. And um, I have nothing good for my name. Well, what is it? It's Danny. <laughs> I don't have anything clever for it, though. <sighs> That's okay. You don't have to be clever all the time. That's true. You know? That's true. I'm too busy being funny all the time to be clever. They're not necessarily the same. Like, they don't go hand in hand. I guess. You know? I guess. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes. But sometimes you can just be, like, goofy funny and not necessarily clever I guess. Funny. I guess that's true. But constantly all right. funny. All right. I'll give that to you. That we are. Okay. So, how do we want to start this? I don't even know. I have, like... <gasps> Um, I have so much. I so do I. I have, uh, and I. Uh, I think some of our things may like we probably have some same ideas. Maybe probably. So I don't have anything secret. So we kind of are like we kind of have like one elder brain. Like we're two people right, with one shared psychosis. Sh- yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't have anything. Fully, I do. <laughs> I don't have anything secret. I know you have something secret. So. I'm thinking maybe I'll like go down like I'll just give you like the headlines of my list and then you can tell me like if any of those are, are my yours. secret okay no 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 not oh, I don't okay. think any of them are your secret but like oh, if you okay. if any of these things you also wanted to discuss okay um and then we can kind of maybe like pick and like we'll go from there okay okay um I know we both want to discuss that poor puppy on the airplane yeah right um I I am sure you saw the video of what happened to that raccoon in Coeymans. Yep. So I want to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to talk about Versace ditching fur. Yes. Because as a fresh, hot off the press, fresh, as of 2 p.m. today, San Francisco has become the largest city in the United States to ban fur. Whoa. <gasps> That's right. As of two, 2 o'clock today, San Francisco. Damn, that is hot off the press. Hot off the press. Oh, and today is... March 20th. Yeah. I was like, wait a second, because when this airs. Today, March 20th at 2 p.m. Um, I happened to see it because Jordan put it up on his Instagram story. And I was like, send me this. Send me this article right now. I'm podcasting tonight. Mm -hmm. And I was just reading it. um, And I guess it was like a unanimous vote. The city of San Francisco deciding to ban fur. Um, And West, I think it said West Hollywood and Berkeley already have banned fur. So San Francisco will be like the largest in the country. Um, and said that uh, it'll go into effect of, in January of 2019, but um, retailers will have until January 2020 to sell through their current inventory. Which is fair. Yeah, you know, like, for sure. Um, so this one article that the most informative one he sent me is from the San Francisco Examiner. Um, and it's got a lot of quotes from, um, like, uh, um, business owners and stuff like that. Um 
And it says, where is it? Um, one seller of furs, Benjamin Lin, owner of BB Hawk in Soma, said he is considering leaving the city after more than three decades. Uh, Lin said he could keep his fur repair shop in the city and just find a small site for new fur sales outside the city nearby or move altogether. Um, the International Fur Federation and the Fur Information Council of America wrote a seven-page letter to the Board of Supervisors last week opposing the menu. They argued menu. Jesus. I'm always thinking <laughs> about <was> food. <laughs> <laughs> Week opposing the measure. Wow, um, that is that is de- that is not, not the really same close word. at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, they argued that the city should allow fur sales if they meet the criteria of a proposed in quotes fur mark certification program. The program would document fur products through the supply chain to prove to prove that in quotes the product has met the highest standards in environmental responsibility and the continued humane treatment of animals. Mm-hmm. As if I mean, there's no humane way there to do is. any of this nonsense, mm-hmm. whether we're talking about fur or meat or whatever but fur is is the worst the way they the way they kill those animals is horrifying that's what i was gonna say there is absolutely no way they can do that in a humane manner Uh, and well so the thing is is that i feel like if they if if we're talking like an actual humane way of killing these animals the only thing i can see falling into that category would be like euthanizing them you know what i mean right and and no there's there's nobody's gonna go around to these millions of animals and And give them a little injection no that's too much (laughs) too much time yeah like that's not happening so the way that they're killed now is more often than not electrocution Mm -hmm. because you can't slit their throats you can't you don't want to damage the goods as they see goods exactly so like that's just nonsense um my cat's but I guess, getting a toy out of his toy box. Oh, how cute it is. Um, I found this actually really interesting. It says that um, the letter that the International Fur Federation or whatever, the letter that they wrote um, warned that the ban would result in the loss of millions of dollars in tax revenues and jobs, as well as the likely increase in retail vacancies in the city's core. But that it also sets a very dangerous precedent in opening the door for further actions against leather and wool, already the focus of animal rights campaigns. So what I think is interesting about that is that it probably will result in the loss of millions of dollars in tax revenues, but the city did it anyway. And that's cool. Yeah. You know, like that's that's really that's um, saying something. Yeah, because it says um, earlier in the article, estimated fur sales in San Francisco range from 11 million to as high as 40 million. A ban would most impact estimated 30 retailers in the Union Square area. So that's pretty cool. I don't understand why you need fur. fur you can have yeah. fake fur. That's just as good as fur. And also, you're wearing someone's skin. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. Um, That's that's really gross. Yeah, I mean, leather is also skin, but like, fur, I feel, I, I, when I read that, that it, um, that there was forty or up to forty million dollars made in San Francisco from fur. That actually really surprised me because I, I, I'm like, fur's dead. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking that fur is not even like a huge. A trend. It's not even like really trendy. Yeah. Um, but I also saw um, more than 50 million animals are violently killed each year around the world to support this fashion industry. I mean, compared to, compared to like animal agriculture, that's a small number, but that's a lot, though. You know, like that's a, a lot. And the thing is, and we can compare back and forth, you can't even make the argument. You can make me the argument about needing meat and dairy right. for your health reasons. You're wrong, but 
but you can I'm willing right, to right. let you make that argument to me. You cannot tell me that you need fur or leather for that matter or wool. Right. You don't need I that. Saw, uh, That's no. a really huge number. It is. And I swore I saw something about the number of fur farms in the United States in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it's estimated that 50 million animals are killed every year throughout the world for their fur, and 85% of pelts come from fur farms. Um, there were 275 mink farms operating in 23 states in the United States in 2013. Like, mink fur is still a thing. I guess. That's um, crazy. Which, and those um, 275 mink farms operating in 23 states produced mm. about 3 million pelts valued at more than $300 million. That's insane. That's insane. Also, wasn't there a thing a mm, couple of months ago where m- they released minks from a farm, like activists, I think, went yes. in? And then people were making the argument, was, was that safe for them to do? Canada? Steven! <laughs> backburner that. St- Stephen Ray uh, Morris, if you're listening, can you look Maybe this we up? can backburner that and I'll I'll Google it. Because I, I think that happened in Canada. I think so. And they like released them and then people were like, why would you do that? Those animals can't survive. Like they're, well, I mean, they're going to die anyways. I'm having like a mixed memory because I'm also having a memory of somebody who was rescuing like fox and minks and animals of that Mm. nature. And, and the sanctuary that they had was going to be shut down or something. And the argument was that those animals couldn't be released back into the wild because like they'd never been in the wild. I'm having Mm. like mixed memories and I don't Mm. know which I'm, I don't know. Like what facts are coming from where? Yeah. I'll I'll, sidebar it. I'll Google that. Um, But I think it's cool that that's happening now because of Versace ditching fur, Mm -hmm. um, which I, you know, um, Versace's been on my mind lately because of the show is so good. The finale is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. I'm a little behind, which is fine because I don't watch it live anyway. And like I won't be able to watch tomorrow night until like whenever because it doesn't post or whatever. So I'm not like too worried about it, but like it is so good. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's American Crime Story, uh, the, assassination the assassination of Gianni, of Gianni Versace. Versace. And it's, it is so good. The guy who assassinated him's a fucking nutcase. And Darren Chris is such a good actor. Whoa, he scares the crap he's out of me. He's such a good actor. Like coming, like he and he's so versatile, coming from like Glee and all that. Yeah. But anyway, um, so it's my understanding, though, that Versace was, like, known for fur. That mm-hmm. that was, like, their thing. Um, it feels and, very Italian. Yeah, Like, fur, right? like, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I guess, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Donatella Versace was quoted as saying, I don't want to kill animals to make fashion. It doesn't feel right. That's right. And that's, I don't know, that's just, I feel Snaps. like it's such a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. What else we got? What else? You got anything um, else? Yes. Yeah, so let's see. What else do I have? Um, what this? What this? Oh, the. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Hold on. Why doesn't? Why is my phone not working right now? Stupid internet. Stupid technology. Damn it. Every time. Um, oh, here we go. Um, also, I think yesterday, maybe or today or whenever this was posted, the world's last male northern That's white right now. Yep. Um, I I have that is that list. is. That is on my list. I was just asking Andy if he'd heard of it earlier. Yeah, bummer. Um, sedan. 
Yes. His name? Yeah, it says a veterinary, I'm on CNN, it says a veterinary team made the decision to euthanize Sedan after his condition deteriorated. Mm-hmm. Um, did you read the, like, his, like, history of how he got there? And then I did a little bit. They were, um, like, trying to breed him. Yeah, weren't they able to, like, extract... Sperm. Sperm from him. And there's two female white rhinos left, and right? I would love, well, so here's the thing. And I would love to hear if anyone wants to write into us about your opinions. They won't. I, I, they won't. They're <laughs> losers. They're lazy. That too. <laughs> um, so the thing is, they have, they extracted his sperm, which is good. However, there's huge hurdles as quoting this NPR article, mm-hmm. facing scientists that the two remaining female northern white rhinos cannot gestate the next generation. One is sterile. Oh, shit. And the other is not physically capable of carrying a calf to term. So, 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 so what do? Natural reproduction cannot take place. Artificial oh. insemination is not possible. So the so only other option. So in a lab? What are we going to do? Kind of. They're going to have a pure northern white rhino babies to retrieve or do something we call ovum pickup collect eggs from the females so then they're going to be implanted into a southern white rhino who would carry the calf to term so it's like a surrogate yeah a rhino surrogate yeah but they said taking eggs from a rhino has never been done if and when scientists take that risk there's chance that the females could perish bringing the species to extinction shit yeah so it's like not even they can't those two that's a fantastic debate that is i would love to hear people's opinions on how they feel about this because there's a chance that those rhinos could die but either way the species is extinct right but is it right is it vegan to take the eggs from those female rhinos shit that's Mm. such a good one isn't that a good one yeah so I am not at all educated in the realm of egg extraction or Im- Im- implanting embryos or rhino surrogacy or any of that. No. I don't know how it works. I don't know anything about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything. Um, but I'm in- I'm inclined to say I would support it. Absolutely, I would. I'm. I'm. I I feel like I don't even need to know the science because at the end of the day, you'd have to try something or that species is dead. Right. And I feel like, like you can't. No, you can't ask the female rhinos. And right. I get why no, that's get that. a bit contradictory. And I guess. But too, I. But like that species is dead. And would you like to know why they're dead? That's what I was going to say. Why are they dead? That's what I was going to say. They're. I mean, that they went extinct because of humans. There you go. So. There Isn't you go. It kind of our responsibility to see if we can reverse that. There you go. We caused it, right. so we should probably do everything to try to Jesus solve it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a that's a lot. That's a wow, wowie, wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so uh, if anyone wants to email us about that, please do. He was a really cute rhino too, and I'm very sad about that. Um. Yeah. The other one I had. Um, what you got next? I have one more. I think this is it. Um, the other thing I wanted to um, bring to attention is this vet. Yes, the veg news. This is a veg news article about Trump eliminating animal welfare regulations. Oh, 
Yeah. Is that on your list? Or no, just in your mind? It's in my it's mind, in mind, though. Yeah. Um, so essentially, um, ugh, this is another one of those like garbage. Things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so essentially, this Veg News article states uh, farmed animals raised for organic meat are no longer required to be given access to the outdoors, and chickens can legally remain crammed into filthy cages. Um, the USDA overturned the organic livestock and poultry practice, a rule that regulates welfare standards for farmed animals whose meat can be sold as, in quotes, organic. The Obama-era rule um, was created in 2016 after lengthy lobbying from a number of groups, including animal rights organizations, to implement better standards for farmed animals, mm-hmm. which included the freedom for chickens to spread their wings and for other farmed animals to have access to the outdoors. The USDA delayed voting on the impl- implementation of OLPP three times and ultimately overturned it despite nearly 47,000 consumer comments Mm -hmm. in support of expanding protections for farmed animals. So here's the thing. Whether or not free-range, cage-free, because let's be honest, there's not regulations on it. It's pretty much a lie. It's a marketing ploy. Right. By reversing that, you are now saying that you don't give a fuck and we are guaranteeing yeah. the yep. worst possible situation for animals. Right. You are leaving no gray area. There's no maybe it is humane. Maybe right. there is this. No, it is saying we don't care. Right. And that's cool. insane. Yeah. Cool. I was just listening to our hen house earlier and they were talking about. <laughs> Do you have a stroke? No, I want to take a sip and I don't want Andy to yell. Oh, no, you're good. I can't hear you at all. <laughs> um, they were talking about how one woman was raising, they were talking about religion and veganism. And one woman said that she was raising her children to learn to know that animals don't have souls. <sighs> Fuck. And okay. I mean, that's wrong, but okay. And even the person speaking on our hen house, and I don't remember her name, I'd have to look it up, was saying, okay, fine, you're wrong, but okay, you can make that argument. But if even if they don't have souls, why can we mistreat them while they are physically on this planet? Right. So guess what? They don't have an afterlife. If you're telling me they don't have an afterlife, they have nothing to them. So this is one life. They literally get one life. Why are you treating them like garbage? And now... Trump is saying, oh well, it's fine. Well, they are alive. Fuck it. It's so and it's all for I mean, it's for monetary gain. It's so that mm-hmm. you can pump out more product. Well, you know did you mean? you know about the thing where they're trying to make factory farming more like quicker? Right. Right. So there's that, too. Right. Oh, God. They're literally trying to make it more efficient <sighs> as if slot like mass slaughter of animals isn't already quote efficient enough unquote it's like so upsetting yeah so you know let's just like move to europe i saw this thing Mm. on um it was on live kindly live kindly is the best um i saw this thing on live kindly earlier that i believe it was in germany in a city in germany um these people opened up a vegan kindergarten or vegan Mm -hmm. daycare vegan kindergarten And it's just it's not just about like teaching kids about compassionate eating and all of that. But it's like bonding with animals and like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, honoring the environment and like bonding with each other as humans and just like living a kinder existence. How old are you in kindergarten? Like five. That's just like. uh, Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Makes me sad. Let's move. To your (sighs) You know what else I saw on Live Kindly today? 
Um, is it something good? It is something good. Oh, that's good. Um, I saw on Live Kindly today, and I did not know this, that Zac Efron is a vegan. I did not know that. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that necessarily. Yeah, it, it was just a thing on Instagram. It didn't really explain, but it was like a quote from Zac Efron that said that he's been eating a vegan diet and he feels like so much better and mm. so great and all that. So we can go ahead and add Zac Efron to our team roster and Drake. Did you see that? I did see Drake. <laughs> Jimmy. Yep. He will always yep. be Jimmy. I don't care. Yep. And uh, even though she only does it for like you know her tours or whatever. Beyonce, Beyonce and Jay-Z now. That's But that's all it takes is these people are using their big names and their awareness to yeah. to bring awareness right. to other other things that that's matter. Right. Yeah, that's right. I might not be a Beyonce fan, but I'm a fan of her promoting veganism. There you go. So whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever ever. Um, I think that's all the things I have. Um, okay. Aside from our mutual, the puppy and the raccoon. So, okay, so I'll go over my couple of things that are solo, and then we can go into, like, joint ones. Okay. okay. So, do you want the surprise first? Are you going to shock me now? Shock me, <laughs> shock me, shock me. Are you ready? Do you know what that's from? No. Shock me, shock me, shock me. No. It's from Empire Records. You've never seen that? No. Okay. Am I? Am I are you looking <laughs> for a new co-host Christ. of the V-Spot? It just tells me that we, like, really need to set a time aside more often for me to, like, Educate, educate you me. in more pop culture aside from like your creepy stuff, your weird, your weirdo shit. Got to get you some proper. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Go carry on. Um, so, in speaking, I'm gonna start with this. One. Yeah. In speaking with a coworker the other okay. day, you're so excited. <laughs> I am. So, I am so excited. I've been holding on to this for what, like a week now. Mm-hmm. I don't have so, my glasses on, which means that my reaction is going to be even more pure because I can't completely see you. Oh, good. So, yeah. So we were talking about speaking about veganism to our um, friends that are not. And someone made this argument to Amy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was allowed to read. I'm not I, I actually don't even know if she said the name of who said this. Um, <clears throat> we need to eat meat. So that we die, because otherwise humans will overpopulate. <laughs> Stop it. Did somebody say that seriously yes. or like ingest? Yes. Oh. No, seriously. They were acknowledging that it how kills you? eating meat is bad and kills you, but that we need to do because it. Because we need to because die. Because it's survival of the fittest, or we will overpopulate and die. <laughs> we'll, we'll die because of overpopulation. Yeah. yeah. So the better alternative is to die because of all yeah. the meat we ate. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I mean, all right. <laughs> I mean. I was like, I literally made a shock like my jaw dropped and i was like was that I want to really that serious person. yeah i want to shake their hand just yeah be like sir because i'm gonna go ahead and assume it's a man i'm it, sorry it was oh it was <laughs> it was that much i do know sir wearing a uh i'm gonna have to also assume a red ball cap with a few white white letters on it yeah because they're really hoping that yeah. America will get great again. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Only if cancer-ridden, yeah. heart attack-prone yeah. people die because of yeah. meat consumption. Shit. Yeah. Well. I was like, that is the dumbest fucking thing I have 
ever heard. Well, that's it's funny because he's serious. That's yeah. why it's funny. Yeah. Like if somebody said that as a joke, I'd be like, good one. Like that's funny. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's even more funny because that guy's serious. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. Good for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. There's nothing to talk about. I just needed to. I couldn't tell you because I wanted a genuine reaction from you. Yeah. Um, All right. So let's see. So my. Oh, yeah. Do you have a pop culture thing or is that the Versace? Uh, My pop culture thing. No, I don't remember. Well, I guess Zac Efron is pop culture, right? Yeah. And Versace. What was the other thing I said? I don't know. You didn't. Carry on. Maybe I'll remember. Well, so my (laughs) weird thing is kind of pop culture because it's from BuzzFeed. Uh Um, And it is a new hashtag popping up called hashtag rate a species. Greatest? Rate a species. Oh, rate a species. Like on a scale of one to ten. Oh, no. So (laughs) zoos are giving Amazon style reviews of their animals. And it's hilariously adorable. I saw this. I saw this. I did not click on it so, because I was like, that's stupid. But it, I saw it, it is. Like, popped up on my Facebook or whatever. It is. And like, it's meant in jest. You know, I'm it, sure is, it is. It is <sighs> Amazon reviews of like cute animals. But like, it's coming from zoos to begin with, quote unquote zoos, which are educational. Right. Sure. Right. right. And it's just. Again, it's just dumb. This is no huge. I'm not saying this is life altering or it's threatening. It's just another really good example. But it's just of, right of just yeah. like how separated and like to rate a species and like this is like that's a cute little oh. what a cute little I don't even know what he is. It looks like a kangaroo, but I don't have my glasses. But on. like oh yeah no yep yep oh, there's a baby pop. Yep. Look at me. Um, comes with spare included. Excellent value. Hashtag rate a species. Hashtag Mother's Day. Oh no! Yeah, and I was Come like, on. I was like that. What? Yeah, and like this poor, like lumpy frog. I don't even know what he is, but he's really cute. But they said very unsatisfied with the shipping. I ordered a frog, and what I got was this big melted pile. Hashtag rate of species. God. And I was like, it's just. I mean, I. I it's meant in jest. Yeah, no, I get why I get why they would like do that because they think it's like cute and funny and like a way to promote their establishment or whatever. But it's really just kind of proving that we see animals as like a commodity, as mm-hmm. like an item, as a something that has no value that you can fucking order on Amazon or whatever, you know? Yeah. And like like literally like Oregon Zoo, I don't they didn't Oh, yeah. Okay, wait, there's an aquarium. Yeah, but the zoo, I don't know what animal this is. It doesn't show a picture. This outdoor necessity, great value, love these, must have on all outdoor adventures, keeps bugs off even when wet, cordless. Then it has a link to a picture. Those aren't even funny, though. No. Like, another Oregon Zoo, first impressions, overall very good first impressions, sturdy sturdy built, totally winter ready and waterproof only comes in brown but that's actually a plus for me hashtag rate a species see those aren't even funny like amazon reviews are so funny and yeah. those aren't funny no <laughs> not they're that, not it, you know whatever but but it's like if you're gonna do it in jest it should at least it be should like be in jest yeah and now i feel like i should be at least like laughing and feeling bad that i'm laughing yeah no you know? and those aren't that's just 
yeah i just thought that was really interesting and it's because it's it's normally i mean everyone does buzzfeed i feel like a lot of people do buzzfeed but kids right teenagers right these like they're i feel like it's targeting even if it's like um subliminal subliminal messaging you're you're getting that into their heads that one species is not as important as the other one I just remembered my pop culture. Bam! Because you said subliminal messaging, which... Ooh. <laughs> this is honestly how I got there. You said <laughs> subliminal messaging. I thought of an episode of Saved by the Bell where they put subliminal messaging in, like, mm-hmm. the music or whatever Yeah, and, and Zach ends up with all the dates yeah. for the Valentine's Day dance. Yeah, Because right. they wear the hearts around that's their neck. That's right! Yes. yes. And then <laughs> I was like, I was like, haha, I bet there's subliminal messaging in music all the time. And then I remembered my pop culture. Oh, there we go. <laughs> You're welcome. Carry on. Um, but we, I, we also have the pop culture of talking about Ali's play, so we can't forget that. Oh, yeah. But um, the pop culture that I wanted to mention was um, uh, I listened to it on Apple Music just because I wanted to, like, listen to it. Um, but I don't don't make a habit of listening to Moby. I think he's wonderful. He's a great animal activist, and he's a super interesting dude, yeah. but, like, I'm not into techno, so I don't really listen to Moby on the regular. Yeah. Um, but his new album is... Um, like animal rights themed um it's like you can't you wouldn't know unless you knew you know what i mean oh i do know what you mean because i have to have you listen to some guar songs that are also animal themed perfect um yeah you wouldn't know unless you know uh, unless you're like a somebody who like follows moby in terms of like animal activism yeah um but the album is called everything was beautiful and nothing hurt um, and it, you probably can't like, whoops, nope, don't do that. Um, you probably can't like really see from where you are, but like that's the album cover. It's oh like yeah, a, I can see. Like oh wow, daddy cow reading a book to baby cow, and like the um, the names of the songs are uh, like like a motherless child, the last goodbyes, ceremony of innocence, tired and hurt, welcome to hard times. Uh, wow, this this wild darkness stuff like that. Um, And it also has a lot of political undertones. Like, he talks about how, like, there's some stuff in there that, you know, came from, like, the Trump election and things like that. But it does have some animal rights undertones. And I listen to it, and it's, like, it's good. It's, like, not my style of music, but I listen to it just because I wanted to listen to it. Hmm. (laughs) You know? Hmm. I just thought that was cool. And I, like, like watched a couple of the music videos, and one of them kind of has, like, some interesting, like... um, I don't know. Overtones, maybe. I don't know. We'll Just have to cool listen. Thing. Maybe we should do a music episode. <laughs> we should do that. So yeah. on Guar. And then we could also listen to Zac Efron. Yeah. Because he's vegan now. Okay, we'll listen do a music episode. The Hairspray soundtrack. We should do that. Okay. But now I have to tell you the name <laughs> of the Guar songs. Okay. I think, and Andy will give me a signal if I got these wrong. The two songs are Viking Death Machine. No? What's the one with the the animals? You know. Ooh, how are you going to tell me without telling I me? I know, right? Mm. Oh, wait. Oh, a, oh come a rock, on. A rock, a, the one with the A? A rock? Okay. So a rock. A-U-R-O-C-H. Oh, and word. that's like slaughtering of animals. Um, Like, is it like buffalo kind of wildebeest kind of 
something. Oh, and this is killing Andy. Ooh, this is good. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe that's how we get him is we just talk about shit he cares about and talk about it wrong. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but like with conviction, like we know we're right. <laughs> um, and then the other one is death to Dickie Duncan, right? Confirm. Yes. And that's like. You'll you'll have to listen yeah, to I it. Will. These are good. Cool. We'll listen to these. I'll pull it up on uh, Apple Music later. It's a good time. Cool. Um. So there's those. Andy's gonna text me, and I'm gonna have to correct myself <laughs> in a second. But um, I had one more thing. Okay. Did you read anywhere about the teacher? Yes, who fed the dog who to fed the, the, the dog to a turtle. Yes, I did. That motherfucker. I sure did. Oh, and there's okay, so here's the um aurochs are an extinct species of cattle native native to Poland. So they are an animal. They're extinct because humans killed them. I think that's a lie. I don't believe that. I'm sorry, what Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like bullshit that's to right. me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure that's true. It's a lie. Um, but the they euthanized the turtle. They did? Yeah. I can't see that. I don't have any glasses on. It's the cattle. Oh, word. Yeah, they euthanized the turtle. What do you mean they the euthanized turtle? the turtle? Mm-hmm. Why would they do that? I believe because they were, they're considered, I think they're I could snapping. definitely hear you drinking that tea, just so we're clear. <laughs> um... I believe, and again, I'm going to have to find this article now because some fucking bullshit happened. Um, the They were considered an invasive species to where they were. I think it was just a snapping turtle or Wasn't something. Wasn't it like the guy's pet? And that's why. Because they weren't. Because you can't have a snapping turtle you're not, as a pet? Actually, aren't snapping turtles little? No? Big? No, they, big? Can, be, they can be big. Yeah, he was big. So, okay, there's, so it was. Um, a long river down by, like, um, the Mohawk River in, like, Niskiuna, Schenectady. If you're, like, driving along there, like, all last summer, Mike and I would pull big. over and have to, like, get snapping turtles out of the road. And you have to be, like, so careful because they'll fucking rip your arm off. Yeah. And they were, like, big turtles. So it, I think it was then a snapping turtle. Um, Yeah, they euthanized them, and I'm pretty sure... It was because they were considered an invasive species to begin with, so they weren't supposed to, like, be there. And so they um, they now had reason to kill that turtle because That's they ate disgusting. a puppy set up by that human. <sighs> so, come on. Yeah. So much sadness abound. Yeah. <sighs> that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Garbage. Yeah. That sucks. Yep. So. Well. Oh, yeah. Officials kill snapping turtle that ate puppy. Yeah, there it is. It's a different article. He's really cute. He's a really cute turtle. Yeah. Fucking humans. Allegedly fed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seized by the Idaho Department of Agriculture and, quote, humanely, unquote, put down. Jesus. They're highly adaptable, top-tier predators in their habitat. The public is urged to avoid propagating invasive species or from bringing them into Idaho from other states and countries. Yep. Jeez. Do you know there was a terminally sick puppy, too? I did know that. That's like the guy's justification, isn't it? That the puppy was, like, ill. It's fucking horrifying. Can you? I can't even think about that. No. Oh, my God. It's, like, really appropriate for our topic that we're going to start in a minute. But, like, shit. 
I, I guess I don't it. understand why they had to kill the turtle. Yeah, nobody understands why they had to kill the turtle. Oh, God. Isn't, isn't it interesting that people were shocked, and I imagine agriculture, everyone in Idaho was shocked by the fact that this, what they consider probably an unstable man, fed a puppy to a turtle. Like a teacher, wasn't he? So, yeah, yeah. Um, biology teacher, I believe. Mm, yep, biology teacher. Where'd he get the puppy? Whose puppy was it? That I don't know. And like, but isn't it, they like, they see that as bad because the puppy should have gotten better even though he was terminally ill. Like he should have deserved to live his best right. life and then pass on his own. But then you turn around turtle, and you answer, you answer violence with more violence. Yeah, that is the way, isn't it? How does that make any sense? It's And like, look at this cute turtle. Isn't he nice? Poor guy. Yeah. Ugh. So, uh, yeah. Well, all right. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Do we want to talk about the other puppy before we get into the play? Because the play is good. Well, so this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm thinking. Why don't we, we can discuss the puppy and the raccoon, because both of those fucking suck. Yeah, they both and suck. And then we can talk about, we can talk about those horrible things, and then our topic, and then maybe we can end it by talking about Allie's play, because Allie's play was really good. That's a good idea. Do you have any food or anything to talk about? I... Is that how long we've been talking? Shut the fuck up. How long? <laughs> 52 minutes? 32 minutes. 35. 37. (laughs) I don't know what order those numbers go in. He's just like flashing fingers. 35. 7. 37. We've been talking for 37 minutes. 30. 8. Okay. That's fine. Okay, we'll be quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. We don't have that much to talk about, I feel like, with the puppy. Yeah. It's just a horrible fucking thing. The the puppy and the airplane. Yeah. So for those who don't know, United. United. United Air. Yeah. United, United. Air caused the death was I just have so many questions like, so it's my understanding that yeah it was this woman and her daughter and they had a puppy and a carrier right and the flight attendant made them put the carrier in the overhead compartment because the carrier didn't fit on under the seat in Correct. front of them so right. and I've read so many different articles and so many different things one article said that the woman the the puppy the the woman who owned the puppy right that she didn't speak the best english so her daughter was trying to help explain that there was a puppy in the carrier because it seemed it's kind of seems like the flight attendant didn't realize but like how do you not know that like that kind of carrier is a certain kind of carrier it's not like she had like a fucking suitcase with a puppy in it it was an animal carrier so the woman didn't speak I I think I I read an article that said that the woman didn't speak the best English. But, like, the flight attendant did. Right, And the flight attendant should have been able to look into... Right, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. How did did this happen? It's literally a frigging carrier. How did that happen? And how did nobody say anything? Which is going to be my next... My comment for when we talk about the raccoon, too. How did nobody intervene? Why did nobody stop that from happening? I was going to say, because you imagine if the mother doesn't speak great English, the daughter... Maybe does, what maybe it, doesn't, yeah, but either way, that's what it said. A child. That, like, the daughter was kind of trying to help explain, but like there was what? Like 
30, 40, 50 people on that fucking flight? Why did nobody say, hey, lady, there's a dog in there? You know what I mean? And also... Because because the thing is that I was reading is that they said that they recognized and said that there's the a puppy... The dog barking, wasn't it? The dog barked when he was in the overhead p- compartment. And then it said that the, the they stopped hearing the barking at a certain part in the right. flight. Right. And I read something that the woman was like, I just wanted to get up and check on him. You can. You can. The turbulence, and they yeah, said there's too much turbulence. So, like, w- just, like, what the fuck happened? Like, I, it's, like, the most upsetting thing. Because, like, my thing is, like, I was holding a lot of... I guess, resentment because people weren't holding the owners accountable enough. Yeah. I absolutely should have been the flight attendant. And yeah. I'm not saying that that flight attendant and United as a whole, because they're right, we're not accountable. But there is no way in hell if someone, t- for whatever reason, if I no. put my dog in an overhead no. compartment, that I would not get up and check. No. Hard to believe. That there was yeah. that much turbulence for the entire three-hour flight yeah. that they could not get up and check so on a dog. Questions. And the dog was barking. Yeah, I just have so the many The flight questions. attendant would have heard the dog. Yeah, because I, I, I do remember reading something that, like, after the fact, the flight attendant was, like, hysterical. Because she was like, oh, my God, I didn't know. I didn't know. But then everything says that the dog was barking, though. Mm-hmm. So, That's right. So what? It's it's like truly the most upsetting thing. Like, it's like everyone is at fault. It, like everyone is at fault. Yeah. Like fine. I would never put my dog. I mean, I would get off the fucking flight. Yeah, no, me too. But if for whatever reason I did, there's no way I wouldn't for three hours check. Yeah. Like um, when Casey and I went to Vancouver, not this last time, but the time before for a meeting, um, there was, I think it was Vancouver, pretty sure because it was a longer flight there was this couple sitting behind us and they had um a larger dog i think it was like a german shepherd or a golden retriever or something and so because it was a larger dog it had to go underneath the plane and every like 30 seconds they were calling the flight attendant over are you sure everything's okay down there you know are you sure they were like freaking out and then as soon as the flight landed um they were like when will when will my dog be taken off the flight like when can i see him and the flight attendant was so nice she was like just look out the window he'll be coming off in a minute just like if you look out the window, you'll see him like they were so great. And those people were like flipping out. And that's that's what bothers me is. And I know that there's going to be like, well, they didn't speak in, like I'm I'm sorry. No matter what language you speak, yeah. you should love your animal enough to check on that. Yeah, it's hard, though, because I think I don't depending, know. I don't know this woman's situation, but depending it, like I can understand a scenario where like maybe she didn't want to rock the boat. Like she felt kind of scared. Especially because she, if she was. Yeah, because she there's a language barrier. She just wants she just wants to do what she's told. She doesn't want to, you know, get in trouble, true. get kicked off the flight with her kid, whatever. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's just Especially depending on what kind of language barrier, I would think yeah, that she wouldn't like want to cause so any trouble. Upsetting. On it's yeah. just so upsetting. So upsetting. And like that poor little girl whose dog like is dead now and just it's just like oh God. It's just really upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. And that raccoon. A fucking raccoon. I swear to God. <laughs> so I that, that like that both upsets me and like infuriates me. Like that makes me so upset. Yeah, the I dog it, the dog in a plane is just like snakes on a plane. The dog <laughs> in a plane is just heartbreaking. Yeah. Everyone is somewhat accountable. Yeah. And but the raccoon. But now. the raccoon 
It's, it, so I saw it for the first time. Um, uh, my other friend, Jordan, actually, the one who works down the hall from us, posted mm. on Facebook the video. And I was like, oh, no. And so then I shared it and was like, hey, guys, like, make this go viral. This is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot of other people got a hold of it. And it, it did. It, like, went wild. And now there's, like, um, the, the uh, people down in Kuiman's are, like, re- revamping, like, animal control laws. And, like, it's actually, like, being paid attention to, which is mm-hmm. amazing. But um, essentially, just for people who don't know there was a, a video that went viral that this girl took from her car of a raccoon in a parking lot in mm-hmm. the daytime and two police officers like running it down because they claimed that over it was rabid over. yeah like doing circles and like running this animal yep. down mm-hmm. um, and their whole claim is that it was rabid and that because like it was a, a daytime situation they couldn't put it down the traditional way which would be to shoot it but I'm like isn't that what animal control is for though they like contain the animal get it out of the public and into a facility where it can be euthanized. Where was I just reading something why they ta- they were talking about animal control. But think about it. Animal control can do whatever they want. They didn't want to take care of the rooster. That's, that's true, but th- but I mean they claim this that is they what animal control is for. This though. is what they're for. You know, like that was a situation where they were like we're, we don't really know what to do. We're not really equipped. But this is this is what they're supposed to do. This is like what they exist for. You know what I mean? So, but either way, like, so you're telling me that it was a public safety issue to, you know, to to put this animal down in another way, but like driving like fucking maniacs in a parking lot to run over an animal. That was cool. That's not a that's not a safety issue when there was clearly somebody there because somebody was recording it, which I have a whole other issue with. Like, I good know. for you for making that video go viral. But, also, but when I saw it, I was saying to Mike, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I would have gotten out of that car and I would have been like, what are you doing? I would have gotten out of the car. I would have driven my car. up. Yeah. I would have done. I would have been something. like, what are you doing? Stop it right now. It's kind of two instances of people not speaking up. Like, f- crazy. And then the police department released all these statements that, you know, they got the animal back to facilities and tested it. And it did have rabies and all that, like, as if they're trying to justify their well, choice. Yeah, it was a raccoon out in the daytime. He probably did have rabies. Right. But, cool. like, does it doesn't matter, No, though. that doesn't mean that he gets to get run down by a car. Can you even imagine? And this is, like... These these stories are just so good for our compassion fatigue topic because like for me when I see shit like that I'm like getting heated about that people do this and people are horrible and people do things like that but I'm also like what must it have been like for that raccoon like how fucking scared was he how horrible was that he just you can see it in the video like he's trying to get away he's you can see him dodging the cars oh my. God, it's just like it's t- I can't. It's like <laughs> yeah. I, it is just it is too much. You know mm. what I mean? It's just so fucking horrible. Like it's so horrible. And I'm glad mm. that people see shit like that and they also get, you know, angry and, yeah. and I the Mohawk Huts and Humane Society released a thing that was like we're going to do something about this. We're going to look into it. Like we're not going to let this go. So like people are really getting involved, which is amazing, but I just am always curious, like, how many people see things like that and just get mad at at the sheer injustice of it and just knowing that it's wrong. And then how many people are like you and I and are looking at that and thinking about, like, what it was like for that animal. You know what I mean? What he or she thought. Right, kitty cat? Yeah. Meow, meow, meow. Somewhere, too, 
I remember reading that they said also they couldn't shoot him as they normally would have because the bullet might ricochet. Right, but again, you can but do again, fucking donuts in a parking lot to run can, down an animal. In a, like, full parking lot in yeah, the middle of the day. Yeah. So I'm like, that. the hypocrisy of you saying yeah. the bullet might ricochet. Right. But, and the girl who took that video was not far away. Right. So, I mean, you were close enough to another person when you were driving around running this animal over. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, uh, I, I just could keep going all day. I don't even know. It's just, like, it's just such bullshit. And what kind of person can do that? That's also the thing. Because if someone told me to do that, I would say absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, what kind of – and who, who said to themselves, you know what – probably can't shoot it so you know what we should do instead right and let's just let's just run it down let's just let's just run it down like whose idea was that and how did somebody say you know what you know what sir that's a great idea let's both do it we'll get in our cars and we'll just figure eight until this till we kill this raccoon here what the fuck i don't know <laughs> i do not know it's just so fucked up so messed up yeah and so, like, I guess to segue right in here, like, um, my mom always said, my mom has said it to me before. Mike says it to me all the time. Like, how can, how come you let that shit get to you? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's why this came up for me. Why mm-hmm. I said to you, like, let's do this topic because people are always like, yep. how come you how can you see stuff like that and like let it personally affect you? You know, everybody sees things and gets upset about this, that, and the other thing, but. There's also the people who see things and like get like personally upset. You know yep. what I mean? Not just upset, but like you it take it. Them, you would take literally. it to a personal level, yeah. and it like affects you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's like something that all animal advocates experience. But like people who are doing any kind of like advocacy work you know what I mean whether it's working with humans working with whatever you're gonna get even just like life you know what I mean like if you have a friend who's going through something and or whatever just like life in general I feel like gets you down when you're a compassionate person when you're open yeah 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 when you're in especially if you're an empath versus someone empathetic versus sympathetic yeah which we should Define. Yeah. (laughs) Deterrent. Deterrent? I don't know. Is it a word? No, it sure is not. Deterrent? Determine? Determine, I I see. I think I started and then I I just decided that I needed that extra time to play Lego. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to explain that um, the other day when Mike originally brought this up with me. I was like, and it's hard to explain it to somebody without offending them because I'm not trying you know what I mean I'm not trying to imply that I'm somehow more compassionate or that I'm somehow more feeling or that I'm somehow you know what I mean well but you but you know what I mean though because like people experience things differently and there is a difference between being empathetic and empathic yes and that's what I tried to explain is that, like, I very much identify as as somebody who's empathic. Yes. You know, like, if somebody is upset or if the, everything, literally everything that happens with animals, like, things like that, it, I don't feel for you. I feel what you feel. You know yes, what I mean? On, on, like, a physical level. Yep. You know, I, I don't feel for you. I feel what you are feeling. Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah. You know? It's like I feel for you versus I feel 
you. Right, right, exactly. Like, yeah. And that, that's a huge difference. And I'm like that with, like, literally every aspect mm-hmm. of my life. Like, if I watch an upsetting movie, it'll affect me for, like, the rest of the day. Because, like, what was going on in that movie, I'm now feeling. Yeah. You know? Correct. Like, sometimes I know when I'm watch, I've watched way too much Grey's Anatomy because I, like, fall into a depression because I, like, take on the emotions of these people. You know what I mean? Like, I take on their the storylines of these shows as like my own Mm -hmm. you know and that's how I am with like everything Mm -hmm. so that's why like some of the stuff that we end up experiencing as vegans and as animal advocates like ruins me ruins my whole day and Mike's always like how can you let that how can you let it do that like of course it's upsetting but like how can you let it ruin your whole day and I'm like it doesn't I don't let it I was just gonna say so here's the thing (laughs) I don't know about you I don't let it. I don't let it. It just is it how happens. I how my brain is. It's just it's how your brain is. It's how your heart is. Yeah, and it's not just animal stuff. It's anything. No, right. It's like I said. If I watch an upsetting movie, if my mom and I fight, if I have a bad day at work, I could have if, I could have one a thirty second bad experience with a customer, and like my day is done. Oh, that happens to me. <laughs> I would know say what I mean? if I had a dime for every time that happened. Like to me. somebody could look at me wrong, oh, and yeah. I'm like. For the rest of the day, I'm I'm upset because this person was upset, and so now I am. You know what I mean? Correct. I just like take people's shit, and I'm and take on the woes of the world, if you will. And which that's is, when you can know energies. Too. Yeah, like oh, yeah, when no, you no, walk sure. in, you can tell. Yeah, if you walk into yeah work or or anywhere else, anywhere, and you're like something feels off. Yeah. Something I usually know before right. I get there. Yeah. I can usually feel it before I get there. And I like I always say that to people. I'm like, do you ever just like, you know, you get on the elevator and then you get off the elevator and in those like 30 seconds all of a sudden you're just like mad. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're just like real mad all yep. of a sudden and you're like, why am I so mad? But maybe you were in an elevator for 30 seconds with somebody who's having a really awful day and you took their energy with you. You told That's me that difference. I did re- recently, yeah, like a month or two ago when I was in the hospital. You were like, you brought something back with you because yeah. I was like uncontrollably, like the littlest thing would yeah. set me yeah. off. Yeah, and I, I was like, and I was I was aware, but it was like an out of body experience. Yes, because I was like I'm aware yes. that this is not me this is, feeling this, this but I feel it right. And it's it it's actually kind of scary sometimes. No, for sure. Yeah, it happens to me all the time. <sighs> I think it's the root of a lot of my anxiety. I've always thought that, and I like have gotten pretty okay at knowing the difference between like what's mine and what's not mine. But where it really does get difficult is with animal advocacy stuff because that's not I'm not like you know like I'm in a room with you right now like I could take your energy but with animal advocacy stuff like that's a perceived thing sometimes you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like I'm just thinking about all of the stuff and all of these you know this poor puppy this poor raccoon this you know millions of animals that are probably being slaughtered like right fucking now and like that just weighs me down because mm-hmm. I, I I can't just think of it as like words in a sentence. I'm like thinking of what those animals are feeling. Like when I see that shit on Facebook, like p- pictures of, you know, pigs in the, the trucks and when like Toronto Pig Save is going and um, bearing witness and all that. Like I'm seeing that and I'm like thinking what those animals are feeling. Right. How scared are they? How How awful that must be for them. I'm not just like, oh yeah, that's sad. I'm like actually like materializing what it probably is like for them you know and you know what i do you know what i really liked tell me so because this 
kind Tell of. Tell me about it. I have. I was just thinking that. <laughs> it's that elder brain. Um, so I have this book. Here it is. Um, Aftershock. So confronting mm-hmm. trauma in a violent world: a guide for activists and their allies. Um, by Patrice Jones, and it's really, really good. I actually went through and highlighted, which I'm not usually a book highlighter. Mm-hmm. But there was just things that I wanted to go through. I was like, that makes so much sense. You know, when you're like, you know me. Yes. <laughs> you're reading something. You're like, get out of my head. How do you know? Um, and a lot of she also wrote an article for Satya magazine. Mm-hmm. And what you just said reminded me of the my favorite thing that she said in the article. And then there's a whole bunch that I can fill in randomly from the book. But she says that in the movement. If I could, I would ban the words fill in the blank Mm -hmm. is nothing compared to fill in the blank from all movement meet movement meetings and conferences. People use that phrase to shame each other out of paying attention to feelings of stress and depression. Mm. So what I really like about that is. So saying things like what I'm feeling is nothing compared to what the animals feel. Right. I see. Because what that's saying is it's kind of as much as like it's somewhat undermining like you might feel what they feel. Right. People don't know if I say like, oh, well, what you're feeling is nothing compared to what they're feeling. But you right. being how you are, right. you are feeling what they're feeling. Right. And you're also like belittling your own feelings. Exactly. Like saying, if, if I'm like, and I know that we were talking about yeah. this last night, if I'm like, well, what I'm feeling isn't as important as what Kat's going through or what Kat's right. feeling. Right. That's where... I yes. don't talk about my feelings. Yes. And then I become even more fatigued because I'm taking on all of these things from animals right. and I'm taking on all of your stuff. Right. And I have my own stuff. And by belittling right. my stuff, yes. it's just, oh, and that's when you God. feel like you're weighed this down. It's like a therapy session. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It really is. Um, and that spoke to me and I was like, holy crap, because if I changed that, if I said like what I'm feeling is just as genuine as what you're feeling. Yes. Which is just as genuine as what person X yeah. is. And you have to I, th- I feel like in order to like do your best work, like, sp- you know, more specifically with like the animal stuff or, you know, if you're having like a, a shit time and and I'm trying to tell you about my shit time, you need to honor your feelings because like. How are you going to mm-hmm. be your best self if you're not honoring your feelings? You know what I mean? Like you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to help the animals if you're not helping yourself. You're not going to be able to like, I don't know, self-care and whatnot, right? Quote. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I know for sure is that nobody can tell anybody else how to think about their own experiences. We can and should make sure that aftershocked activists or Mm -hmm. ourselves know what the common reactions to trauma are, what remedies have been helpful to some, and what people who have helped many survivors of trauma think about it all. Then people can make their own decisions about how to make sense of their own reactions and what, if anything, they want to call them. Mm. Such self-determination is very important because, as we shall see, feeling helpless and out of control is both a cause and a consequence of trauma. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> and I was like, that That's entire thing is highlighted. So good. Because I was like, that. Yeah. 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 Like, you can't, you can't tell someone yeah. how to feel. 100%. And if you and I walk into a room with two omnivores yeah. and we see a chicken being slaughtered. Right. 
it's all where you've been. Maybe one of those yeah. omnivores is a farmer who's right. always raised chickens and right. they're traumatized different than you and right. I are. Who's tra- like, but all of that trauma is but valid. It's all valid. Right. 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 That's kind of like the, um, like one of my absolute favorite things I read in that, in Melanie Joy's book, Beyond Beliefs, where she talks about not changing somebody's reality mm-hmm. and not, you know, right. not saying like, oh, well, you feel that way, but you shouldn't. And this is why. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead, just being like, oh, well, I recognize you feel that way. Tell me more. Or I, I honor that you feel that way. And that's OK. You know what I mean? Not like trying to change somebody's reality because that is their reality. Right. It's also like um, I'm going to fangirl just like you for a second. It's like that. Um, I remember telling you about it, that episode of My Favorite Murder um, where they talk about going to therapy together and they mm-hmm. talk about how their therapist says that what you always have to recognize is that um what your reality is is your reality and what someone else's reality is is also their reality Mm -hmm. and so for every single person their reality is real like you can't you can't go around changing people's reality you know right um and this is actually it's funny i didn't realize so on the next page of this book um People come into stressful situations from different places and with different resources. Whether or not an event is traumatic depends on the interaction between the event and the person and not on any objective definition of the event. While some events are more or less certain to be traumatic, even these will be differently perceived by different people. And then the example is being fondled by a police officer while locked down at a protest will feel different to the survivor of childhood sexual abuse than to the woman who has never been violated before. And different yet again to the woman who is actively dealing with a rape that happened only last week. Yeah. But all three of those are valid. Right, right, right. And then all three of those people should be able to, to right, express that. Express it and and deal with it. And right. I think a lot of compassion fatigue comes from taking everything on and not being able to express it. To express it. And feeling bad that like I don't want to exactly what you were saying before, like feeling bad because you're like, I feel this way, but I don't want to say anything because Danny probably feels way worse right now. So we need to focus on that. You know what I mean? It's interesting. Yeah. And I think because you're taking it all in. It just translates over like every aspect of your life. (laughs) You know, like we were talking with Rebecca the other day and she was saying how like she has really fallen off the wagon after her dad passing and everything. And she was feeling really bad about that. And I was just saying to her, like, don't feel bad about that. Like, you need to cope how you need to cope. And like, I'm sure that compassion fatigue is running rampant in her life right now because she lost her dad. So, you know, like you have to honor how you're feeling and what you need to do to cope with how you're feeling there's like Mm -hmm. a million things that she could be doing that are so much worse and she needs to like feel good about her choices you know what Mm -hmm. I mean because they're not bad no and the thing is she's also like I want help to get back to being vegan right right some people if they didn't they'd be like well why did you ever stop yeah why did you stop caring yeah (laughs) Yeah, you know yeah and that's not helpful yeah it's and what would that do anybody. to her? Yeah. And that's probably why, like, that's why I feel honored, like we were talking about last night, yeah. to be just a sounding board, to be for sure someone that other people go to for and sure. is like, hey, I want help with this because yeah. she's less fatigued knowing that we are on her side. For sure. And that we support her. And yeah. we're like, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Self-care is, like, so important. Whatever does it for you. And if, like, like I said to her, if eating the mac and cheese that your mom made is going to make her day and your day a little bit better, then, like, do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this, you're not, whatever. Yeah. Just do what you have to do. 
take care of yourself. Yeah. And look for people who can support you. Yeah. It's a lot. Take a bath if you need it. Yeah. There's a um there's Whatever a website I was looking at before. Um not to get too crazy here. Yeah, compassionfatigue.org. Um it's the Compassion Fatigue Awareness Project. Mm. Um and there's a really good um TED Talk, like right when you open up the mm. website, um, how to manage compassion fatigue. Mm-hmm. And it's more specific to like caregiving and like human interaction. But like it really this shit just translates across the board, like no matter what you're involved in, whether it's animal advocacy, human advocacy, whatever the case may be, just life in general, yeah. just you're a very emotional feeling involved person, like whatever. Um, it's just really like interesting and gives like a lot of really good um um, tips and tricks and there's also a little category on here that's like the path to wellness and next steps and um, resources and like books and things like that for people who like want help and want like more guidance and I think um, uh, I don't know this list is like way long but there's so there's just a lot of really good resources on here Um on how to kind of combat things. And there are a lot of very specific websites to compassion fatigue in the animal rights industry as well. Um, so there's definitely, like, really good resources. There's, um, what's her name? Colleen Patrick Goudreau does that mm. really good podcast that you and I listened to last year about, like, being compassionate mm-hmm. and all of that. It's a lot, and we all feel it, and it's hard. Yeah. Find someone to talk to. And I um, or not, I'll, maybe I'll try to find it and like throw it up on the website or on Instagram or something when I do find it. I remember when I went to the animal rights conference last year that a woman spoke about compassion fatigue mm. um, with that guy I was telling you about a few episodes ago, Tobias Leanhart or however you pronounce his name. Yeah. They spoke together and she had like a there was like a phone number you could text. And it was one of those things that was like a like, a, you know, like they have like suicide hotlines and mm-hmm. things like that, that you can text when you're feeling some kind of way. And like somebody is always there to talk to you. It was something like that. But for people who are compassion fatigued and feeling like oh, wow. really down on themselves for stuff like that, I'll try to see if I can find that. I don't remember her name. I'm sure it's in my program at home. Um, I remember thinking that was really cool. She and had I like think, a whole thing. I think finding like people like that and. Just other allies, too, and people who understand. Yeah. Because you definitely know that there's those people. It's hard. It's a hard thing to understand. Who just, who don't want to. Yeah. And I think it's hard to, like, actually wrap your head around the difference between Mm -hmm. physically feeling somebody else's or, or you know, an animal or whatever. Like, actually feeling the feelings of someone else Mm -hmm. versus just feeling for someone else, you know? Right. I feel like it could, it's probably a very common misconception and an easy one to make to just be like, you're just being dramatic. You don't actually feel that. You just think you do. You know what I mean? So unless you've, like, experienced it, I would think that it's you know, sometimes a hard thing to wrap your head around. Yeah, but always being a listener. Yeah. Sounding board, which actually... You know what really helps me when I'm upset? Oreos? That's fucking right! How did you know I was going to say that? Elder brain. (laughs) That is actually what I was going to say. And I was going to be like, and you have none, so... I know. (laughs) No. No, we don't. It's fucked up. I knew that. See? Also, seeing really good plays makes me feel good. Yeah. Let's talk about Allie's play. That shit was so good. So our friend, 
Allie Jagir. Dear sweet Allie. Wrote a play. She sure did. It was so good. It was fucking awesome. It was so good. From like the first second it started, I like had chills and I was like, oh my God. I've never seen, so to start off, I've never seen a stage reading like that. I think I have. Never seen something where people, the actors are just reading, reading, but still acting. Right. Um, Like no set. It was just all focus on the actors. Um, So at first, when they started doing the open with the, the they were making the ocean sounds so cool i, was I like, seriously got chills this is crazy yeah i was like oh my goodness i just ugh. and they were very into it they weren't just making the sounds they that were like so moving. good i know it was amazing um and there were some themes in there yeah that tie into basically everything that we have talked about tonight yeah. and are about every single day. Yeah. Because there were two vegans. Yep. And um bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> um the name of the play was Josephine Sunshine and the Energy Facility. Correct. Um yes. the Energy Facility was basically a bad guy. Yeah, it was really cool because it I felt like she left a lot kind of open to your own interpretation. Yeah. You know, like you could kind of um you know, the energy facility could be like representative of kind of whatever you wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but she just touched on so many things. Like, it, obviously, it had like very feminist undertones, the overtones, all the tones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, what I thought was really great was um, the talk back at the end. Yeah. It just was, I, I really have to applaud Allie for getting her point across. You know, I just think that, like we've talked about before, it's such a hard thing for people to see a connection between meat consumption and the patriarchy, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's such a hard link for people to follow. Mm -hmm. And Allie got a whole room of people, including the entire cast, to To see that. that. And do you know what's funny? Andy, I was telling Andy about this, and he's like, oh, well, so the writer was a vegan, right? No. No, she's vegetarian. So... She did tell me, though, at work the other day that she's making more conscious choices because of working with I us. mean, that's right. She is. <laughs> We're creating a little army. That's the whole point. Um, but, like, it's even more interesting. Like, so she's a vegetarian, mm-hmm. um, animal rights and stuff. But still, she got across, like, the yeah. deep, deep cut yeah. meanings. Yeah, it was really good. And a lot of, like, um, you know, symbolism with the beans and that being kind of suggestive and just I don't know I just I really enjoyed it and I thought the actors were so good Mm -hmm. and how hard must that be to to act and get a point across with like oh I'm like drooling Jesus (laughs) sorry (laughs) um think about those Oreos oh goodness or beans Uh, I'm just always hungry um now are you talking about beans or beans Like, that's right. <laughs> that's right. She's making a flicking motion. Can you hear it? Yeah. There it is. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, how must it? How difficult must it be for? I mean, I don't know. I can't act, but like, I would think it's very difficult to act that way. You know, like without sets and without props mm-hmm. and without like traditional settings. I don't know. It just. 
I just thought it was fucking fantastic. It, it just was, was so cool. It blew my mind when they, because one of the things Allie asked at the end in the talkbacks was, what did the energy facility represent to you? Yeah. And then another question was, what about, what did you think about the vegan? Yeah. Like the vegan tones in the story and the vegan because characters. Because the vegan tones were like kind of light. Like, the, you know what I mean? They it said wasn't, that they were vegan. Yeah. they. She said, she, she kept saying like, oh, I'm a vegan now. Or, you know, like it just was very lightly kind of mm-hmm. sprinkled in there. And yeah, she would get mad at her husband for chewing his steak with a, his mouth open and it being cooked Bloody very, very rare and running all running down that. his yeah. chin. And so, um, or whatever, I don't know how you cook steak. What's bloody steak? Is that rare? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, like, there were, like, things here and there, but it wasn't, it wasn't overt. Like, it wasn't in your face. You it was know? kind of just, like, the way they took it was, like, Nobody likes people who chew with their mouth open. Right. Yeah. Nobody wants to see blood of any sort running down someone else's chin. So they kind of just made it like, this is fucking gross and I'm disgusted by this person as any other human would be. Right, right. You know, and there was only one comment where, you know, Josephine said, I don't want to think of like animal right. carcasses yeah and they were like oh i love eating animals right. or whatever it but, was. That was it. but that was out it out of what yeah. 45 minutes an hour long play like something an hour like or something like that um that was the only like yeah comment where i'm like yeah that's like an aggressive vegan comment right the rest of it was to your own interpretation yes. and these people oh, that so said good. the it was a a gentleman. Yeah, it was the guy sitting in our row. Yeah, yeah. I an him. older white gentleman who said, "Well, I think it represents the white male patriarchy." And both of us were like, oh? "Hello." I was like, "Yes, sir. I want to shake your hand." Yeah, yeah. It was it crazy. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, it was um, so good. And then you're gonna bring her that book. Yes, I need to remember to grab it. Bring it to her tomorrow. The Carol Adams book, mm-hmm. the sexual politics of meat. So for anyone else who wants to, to read that, I haven't actually read that it's one. It's good. It's hard read to read it. because it's um, uh, very like research paper-esque. Mm. Um, so it's, uh, it's you know, the language sometimes is kind of hard to get through, but it's really good. It's really good. Very interesting. And it's got like, it starts off with a lot of historical stuff about, um, you know, like back in, back in the day, if you will, um, when like the men would go out to hunt and the women were, mm-hmm. you know, caring for the huts and whatnot, how the men would go out to hunt and that meat was primarily eaten by the men. The women were mm-hmm. eating what was being grown in the garden and all of that because meat was seen as something that was like of a higher value. So it was given to men, mm-hmm. you know, and like she talks a lot about how like meat has just been a very masculine thing throughout time. And it's also been a way to like reward men and keep women in a certain place and also like because of that women eating more of the vegetation and all that being a vegetarian or what have you has always been seen as weak it's been seen Mm -hmm. as you know if you're a guy who's vegetarian or vegan you're somehow less manly Mm -hmm. you know this like thing that has just originated from literally like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago and it just makes so much sense and that was in Allie's plate because the meat-eating man was an abuser right yeah it's very he was a stereotypical yeah what you think of abuser and so you're like holy shit yeah she just like boom got it yeah it just was so good proud of you girl yeah that was really amazing yeah very cool and now i have a signed copy of the (laughs) she's gonna be famous i know that just was so good i'm proud of her i know 
It's very cool. We know yeah. cool people. Cool people doing cool shit. Yeah. Anything else? I don't think Got so. Did shit? you eat any food lately? Oh. Is Andy telling us to wrap it up? Yeah. No, no, I know. I know the other thing. Um, Food-wise, two things I think we should talk about. Okay. Well, yeah, we both had it. I had never, before the other night, melted Wayfair cheese. Oh, yeah, no, I've melted it a million times. And it's, I swear to God, I need someone from Wayfair to listen to this so that I can tell them how much I love I them. Know. I melted it once and... Um, uh, which I we should have done the other night. Maybe you did, but dip pretzels in it. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did, and yeah. it was amazing. So good. I know. I'm. I bought some today. I'm going to make mac and cheese with it. Mm, yeah, I've wanted to do that. I I've only melted it for pretzels, and I melted it for um. I made like a nacho taco mm-hmm. salad thing one time at Mike's, and I melted it down for that. It yeah. is astounding. It's so good. And I'm again so picky with cheese, but like that yeah. is. Top notch. So good. Everything Wayfair does. Um, I guess if we're going to talk about food real quick, I just want to say the herbivorous butcher, that fucking bacon was so goddamn good. I like I, I will go to the extra effort of ordering it from the website because it was so wow. good. It was so good. Even Mike was like, what is this? Like he loved it. I made him like two sandwiches in one night because he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to want another one. Really? It's so good. Yeah. It's interesting because I thought... My opinion was that the taste was very bacon-like, but the texture wasn't quite there. But his opinion was that the texture was perfect and the taste was a little off. So, like, you know, everybody is different. Everybody has different perceptions, but... Interesting. Yeah. And he he eats real bacon, so he probably has a better idea than I do, but... Hmm. So good. Maybe I'll have to try that. It was very good. Yeah, I'm going down to the city in April for Michaela's birthday, and I'm like, can we maybe swing back by haymakers or not haymakers orchard because mm-hmm. i'm like i need stuff yep. i haven't tried the gouda yet but that bacon was so goddamn good oh. Hungry. and it was like a real blt like it really it Gave fulfilled that, like, my blt necessity it was so good i'm sad i ate it all <laughs> and i i i'm most all of it i used as blt but one time i did a tofu scramble with like a couple bacon strips and that was good too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's try that. Yeah, so good. Um, the other thing I was gonna say, mm-hmm. the Superior Merchandise Company, those cough the coffee that you had last night. I the know ginger, you really liked. What, what was it? Ginger. Ginger snap. Ginger snap. Yeah, it was very ginger good. Snap latte yeah. and my peppermint cocoa thing. Yeah, that was very good. That place. So good. Is so good. I know. So good. They Shout have the best to avocado toast too. Oh, they do. So good. Super knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Look at your kitten's paw right now. Oh. He wants to text. He's so cute. He's got some something to say. Um, and then my my last shout out, I guess shout mm-hmm. out wrap up, is to give a hi, hello, how you doing, to that one guy. Oh, word. Yes. And yeah. for those of you wondering, I'm not trying to play you. And I realized after I asked you, have you ever heard of that one guy? No, I knew what you were saying. See, because you said it in a way where I knew what you were saying. That I wasn't like, have you heard of that one guy? Have you heard of that that one guy? Then I would be like, who the fuck are you talking about? But I knew, I hadn't heard of him, but I knew that that must be what he goes by because of how you said it. He does. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I always, I forgot his name 
So I was like, if he comes in while I'm still awake, I'm going to say, hello, Mr. Guy, because I forget his real name, which is Mike. Guy, comma, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he was in my driveway last night uh, doing his Radio One Guy. I did a good voice. That's right. <laughs> um, show. And he gave us a shout out for the V-Spot. And so I'm giving him a shout out back. Cool. Very cool. Um and he said that he, I believe it was, likes eating vegetarian. Um, and he's like, don't ask me how I eat on the road. It's bad. But he wants to eat better. Good. good. And um, and just going to start listening to this. Good. So, Excellent. Hello, Mr. Guy. Hey. Um, also gave him a recommendation because the show on Friday is in Woodstock to go Ooh, to Garden Cafe. Nice. Very nice. Um, he also carries a duck with him. A, a live one? No. Wait. He's a sock puppet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, hold but the phone. But he has had him for years now. 2008? 10? It's an old duck. It's an old duck, but he loves him. Hmm. Interesting. So I just want to point out how much he is for the animals. Yeah. Um, and then I guess lastly, just before we wrap up, I meant to say something last week and I totally forgot, but I just want to shout out Kathleen, the woman who voice recognized me. Because never... I thought you were shouting at yourself, hey and I'm like, self. can you not? <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> Nobody's laughing. Yeah, it would have been funny if I were. Um, no, the um, Kathleen who came, uh, who voice recognized me, an actual stranger who voice recognized me, and it just was very cool and really um, inflated my ego way more than it needed to be because, as you just saw, you genuinely thought I was shouting at yeah, myself no, I did. because that's, I like, did. a thing I would do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but just so, hey, I hope she's still listening, and I didn't freak her out by, like, squealing and being excited that somebody recognized me. So, hey, Kathleen. Well, because you probably it balanced out when, at first, you were like, who are you? You know, like, in that, like... In my, in my head, I played it cool, I think. In my head, I... But I, in my head, I... Well, in my head, I was like, she... This must be somebody who knows Danny or somebody who knows Andy or somebody who knows somebody yeah. that I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just assumed. Um, but then she was like, no, I listen to your podcast. I, I'd and really I was like, like if she came in and saw me next. I know, that'd right? Be nice. I literally, <laughs> I literally yelled, you do not. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. It's really cool. Um, but it was really cool. And she actually said she found our podcast through Matt and through Happy Cappuccino. She said nice. she follows them on Facebook and they must have um, shared us or shouted us out or something. And that's how she found us. So once again, uh, thanks, Happy Cappuccino. Yeah. We we miss you in Crossgates. I actually had a fever dream about Happy Cappuccino last night. Just real quick. I had a dream that I came to work and I walked by and they were open. And I was like, oh, this is so great. I'm going to get a coffee and I'm going to get a Pellegrino. But first, I'm going to put my stuff down. So I went into the store and I put my stuff down. Were they closed and when then you got I, back? No, no, worse, oh. worse. I went back and they were a completely different establishment. It was like a Mexican restaurant. And I was like, what is this? Like, what happened to the coffee place? And they were like, oh, we we redid things. We're a Mexican restaurant now. And I was like, oh, OK, great. Like, can I see your menu? And they were like, oh, we don't have anything vegan. And I was like, what the shit? <laughs> and it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. And it was like really crowded. And I was like, what just happened? It was really weird. I don't know. I miss them. I know. I miss the orange I craved a uh, Beyond Burger all day today, and I was so oh. mad. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I think that's I it. Them. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. Um, I think we might be on, hopefully, Spotify soon. Yeah, I heard I heard Maybe. a rumor. Maybe. Maybe available. I think we were, we were supposed to say something about something about links. What are we supposed to say? Oh, the usual wrap-up. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> 
So when you listen to this episode of the V Spot, um, <laughs> check out all the links. We linked all the articles right in the show notes um, for about all the terrible things I didn't want to bring up again because we really it was up. We did well. We started I think low. This is great, and we got better. <laughs> to shout us out kathleen and danielle yes well done that is good for you <laughs> well done yeah pats on the back yeah if we could see you good right show. now we would give you pats on the back good oh, show <laughs> we can. pats pats for us yeah yeah good show good show chat. i was gonna say old boy <laughs> <laughs> uh that's that's it that's all we got um that's all she wrote or said murder she wrote Murder, she wrote. Go listen to Two Girls, Murder, One Ghost. Murder, she wrote. Also. Murder, because she wrote. if you like us, you'll like them. You'll like them. Have you listened to the Chick Peeps yet? No, not yet. You gotta listen to the Chick Peeps. They just interviewed the head of Ethical, whatever you call it, from Lush. They oh, tagged you in it. God, the thing is, I'm gonna have to quit my day job to spend Yikes. my life listening to podcasts. Yeah, I guess that's true. All right, well, don't do that. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's it. Uh, the vspot.fm. Check us out there. Uh, like us on social media, Facebook especially, so that we're not talking to yeah, ourselves. Come on, guys. We need to we need to grow that a little bit. Know, so go right? give us a like on Facebook. We do have over two hundred likes and followers on um, the Insta. Instagram. The yeah. Insta. So find us on there and the usual places. Twitter, Twitter as well. We Twitter. got a retweet from an artist. Another one that Andy follows um and that was pretty exciting um but go check us out on all of those things and rate review subscribe all the things then review again yeah do it more make than sure once. that you hit save yeah <laughs> you know when you sign up for things and you have to make up fake emails because you don't want to use the same one and get junk email yeah do that do that yeah, do that. Yeah. Make up different usernames and yeah. give us reviews. Yeah. Or just be genuine and then tell your friends. Yeah. Hal Hefner is the artist. Hal Hefner. He's the artist who retweeted us. Cool. So, yeah. Yay. Um, hi, Hal. And then, yeah. Very cool. Speaking of the network, Soundbite. Soundbite is that is go the, to go to yeah, soundbite.fm. It's up and running, actually. That is really exciting. Yeah, it's I went fully and looked up. at it. Um, it's very cool. Pay no attention to our pictures that are on our host profiles. Yeah. Because I mean, they're awful. But yeah. Uh soundbite. Yeah. Go to soundbite. Give them a like. Listen to the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Talk to us. Talk to us. Hey. Hey. This is purple. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not your huge, is it? No. All right, well. We're going to see how this goes. I don't have my glasses on, so I'm really going blind here. Uh, I, like, echoed. Yeah. It's weird. That's it. <laughs>